0: Bernstein at Holmes. Middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. There's going to be certain players that are going to be in the value bucket. We have, just like the draft, we have players that are going to be in certain buckets. The bucket.
1: I wanted to talk about that this morning. Like just things we heard Brian Poles talk about, but we can't have nice things. That's, that's just... We're allowed to. You can
2: talk about those things.
0: They still have the number one pick. There's still plenty of opportunity out there, and it's still about the quarterback love boat. And as long as that thing sets sail and those romances begin, the Bears will be fine.
2: Yeah, they're, they're still training partners. I mean, honestly, you could trade further back if you want it because let's let's keep it a 100. The Bears have needs all over the field.
1: There is very much still the Ola Tasp. Principle in place. That's right. Have no fear. That's right. They can improve everywhere. Obvious
0: lack of talent at the skill positions. Correct. Ola TASP.
2: There's there's an opportunity here for sure. So, Layla, you heard Ryan Poles yesterday. In in listening to his 16-minute and 30-second session with people and other interviews he did, what did you come away thinking?
1: Well, number one, I did come away... Very intent on listening to the things that they repeated. Because we still don't know a lot about Ryan Poles and Maddie Averfloos when it comes to lying season. Other than I definitely flashback to Matt Averfloos talking about how Justin Fields had a hip and there was some pain in his hip.
2: <laughs> and then and Justin Fields had to come out and tell you the truth about There was more hip.
1: about his hip. Uh, when it came to Poles, character was something that they touched on a few times. Mm-hmm. And it really makes you wonder what they knew yesterday based on the information we have today. Perhaps it was just a coincidence, but either way, it's still a data point. He also said something interesting about David Montgomery when he said, our feelings about him haven't changed. Is that the kiss of death phrase from him? It might be. It might be given what happened to Roquan Smith because he had the same phraseology about Roquan
2: the thing about David Montgomery though is that i as much as i like him and i i like him a lot i think he's a smart player i think he's the type of person that you want on your team yes considering what is going to happen this year there's a flood of running backs that are going to be available in free agency i I would be ups- I would be sad if he wasn't a Bear, but I wouldn't be heartbroken. So I, I, I want him to go and test the market and see if there's anyone better out there for him. But I, I can't. I'm, I'm struggling with, will they have to? Because you can just kind of find guys. The, the running back that played the most pivotal part in the Super Bowl was drafted in the seventh round. But you can find running backs. I, I think that he might have more value to the Bears than any other team. And there's a level of comfort that clearly Justin Fields has with him. But I don't think that should put you in a position to grossly overpay. Not, not, No. Take the word grossly out of there. Overpay at all? I, overpay at all. all. I'm, I'm okay with him getting a raise.
1: Typically, but... I'm,
2: I'm all right with that. The
1: pattern in the NFL, and Robert Mays has touched on this too, is that a running back gets paid when they stay with their team. Right, that's what but I'm saying. When the team values them. So that's, I don't know if it's overpaid, but yeah, that that is industry standard. I also want to note this. The thing that polls seemed to expand on the most when it came to any sort of specifics was talking about somebody on the defensive line who makes the offensive line opposite you slide. So that, mm-hmm. was, that was a nugget for me that I thought was interesting because he's still clearly thinking about these things and and speaking to them from an offensive line perspective. And it just makes me, again, wonder how much of that three technique or how much of that that game-wrecking pass rusher presence at the line are you considering? And then also, additionally, I think he's doing a better job than we think of whatever he has to say about Justin Fields to make it sound like there might be some ambiguity there. Because I caught myself thinking a few times during his availability yesterday, oh, well, if that's the case, what do you think he needs to do to take the next step? We've talked about it ad nauseum. Anybody listening to us knows what we're talking about. I want to know what he thinks. And well, I, he made that pretty weird.
0: Well, I think he's it's on purpose, and he's done a nice job of it. I, I think Iberflus is a little less... Skilled at it than Polls was. Ibrflus kind of ham-handed his way through that first fields question, like, oh, "Well, uh, general, everything, uh, coach." I don't football. mind that Andy my football Dalton. coach
1: is a bad liar. <laughs> I'm okay with that, Andy <laughs> Dalton. But
0: that's, but I think I think Polls does it a little more with a wink when when he's saying some of this stuff. So. Overall, well handled. I, I don't think the Bears cost themselves anything. I don't think they no. they lowered the value of that pick. I mean, outside of what's going on with with Jalen Carter, it's completely out of their control. I think so far, there hasn't the Bears haven't misstepped.
1: I don't think so either. And I think if there's one thing I can say about Polls, he gives you enough with with still talking, but also maintaining enough ambiguity where he has to. He's not throwing anybody under the bus. He's not telling you which way he's leaning on somebody. Let's use Roquan Smith as an example until you absolutely see his actions. He's not
0: insulting our intelligence like Ryan Pace would by saying, guys, you know I can't talk about that, or I'm not going to talk about that. stuff." So it's like, come on, Actually, man. Actually,
1: Ryan, you literally can't. Right, How yeah. many times have you guys thought about the fact that the other team, number two with the most salary cap room, is Atlanta? Because it, I've thought about it quite a bit. That's a lot of money for that regime to handle. I know Ryan Pace isn't in charge, but how many former Bears were on that team? Are we sure he's not in charge?
2: There's a lot of former Bears. At one point, there was ten. Yes, it's
1: Phil Emery and Ryan Pace, and at one point there was like ten former Bears on the
0: team. There's a good point from some of the Jalen Carter stuff here from Glenn, and I, I, I don't know that this has an effect, but I'm glad he brought it up. I can't help but think the Bears have some institutional memory that may make them shy away from drafting Jalen Carter. Remember back in 1990, rookie defensive lineman Fred Washington was killed in an early morning automobile crash, at least in part caused by his driving at a high rate of speed. So the fact that Carter has been caught driving recklessly twice has got to weigh heavily on somebody at Hallis Hall. Yeah, I remember that story vividly because I think that was near that was near my – Childhood House. Wasn't that up on Waukegan Road just in in the border between like Bannockburn and Lake Forest? I'm thinking his his companion in the car was killed as well.
2: I'm not even sure that you have to go that far back. If if that's the the point that you want to make that organizationally the Bears have had um a history with this, you only need to go back like four years with Tariq Cohen in the slingshot. Like he had a slingshot down in Bourbonnais, and he was doing donuts and and going fast, and there were a lot of people inside the Bears organization that were very concerned. He about, arrived
0: in it. Remember, he yes. was he was whipping around at at training
2: camp. So I mean, like I I don't think that you have to do like a forensic historic account. Of all of the different car incidents that have happened with the Bears, you already mentioned Byron Pringle. Yeah, you have By- Byron Pringle is literally on the team, and then you had Tariq Cohen kind of donutting his way around Bourbonne. So I, I mean, I, I I appreciate the the walk down memory lane, but I don't I don't think that that's something that's necessarily weighing on. I- Probably the minds of the people that are making decisions right now at Hallis Hall. Because
0: other than some some other than people named McCaskey, right. There really aren't people involved in the organization that might be thinking about it at all.
1: I I just think they still hire based on their values. And so they might have hired people who still echo those values. When it comes to this, it we we still don't know the availability. I mean, that's it. Like You you don't even know if he's able to be drafted right now.
2: And that's why you have to start putting other things into account and you have to decide whether you're willing to wait. And does it change your actual strategy? Does it change how you look at going to the fourth pick? Or will it make it more likely that you'd rather deal with Houston instead of dealing with Indianapolis because it's two versus four. Are you okay going down and saying, you know what? If we get what we need from Carolina, we have so many needs, we can start addressing the offensive line instead of worrying about the three technique. And now we can just look into free agency and try to find someone who's going to help us in that regard. Or you can look at it and say, all right, Indy, we're going to forego a third-round pick for next year inside this trade, so you give us DeForest Buckner instead of that.
1: I also think that it is it it is perhaps more bleak for the Bears because of the timing. The fact that this is their draft with the first overall pick, and also we know Brad Biggs has talked about it too. He talked about it this morning with Molly and Haw how bad the free agency market is this year. Yep. It is an unfortunate time to have all this money under the cap.
2: But you can, I mean, there's still going to be players that can make your team better. It's not like you shouldn't spend any money. Like they're clearly. Oh no, they
1: should, they should spend money. Yeah.
2: There's going to be upgrades that you're going to be able to make, but you have to be very smart about how you spend your money.